stupid are you guys? All you people out there in TV land, you just make me sick. We told the world what we were going to do, and we went out and did it. The wrestler who will dominate the sport like no other wrestler can. WCW has tried way too long to try to hold me back. The whole facade. Who cares? No one cares. Welcome to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and we are back with another edition of Stunning Steve. This is episode 7, and we are covering late January 1992. I'm Mike Pru, along with JV. JV, are you ready to get back into some Stunning Steve? Yes, sir. Pretty pumped for this. Yeah, it's been... Stunning Steve show, but I like how we put these breaks in. Yeah, it's been about breaks a month. Yeah, it's kind of like every other episode is Stunning Steve at this point. You know? So we're getting through, and here we are now in January 92. And the last episode, we, we covered some January of 92 as well. It was a lot crammed in, so that's why we kind of split this one up into two parts with episode 6 and 7. So we're going to get into it in just a little bit. I'll give you guys a kind of recap of where we left off in just a second. But before we do, let's... Get our little plugs in there first. Give us a follow on Twitter at BottomLineCast. And follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. All right, so, yeah, no no bullshitting around here. It is late. <laughs> it is late we were recording. We, we already did, like, a separate podcast yeah. <laughs> within, the, within the last hour. <laughs> you know, and that's how it is. You know, JV and I, we get together and we just stop bullshitting. Yeah, stop ranting. I don't know yeah. to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I do the same thing, too. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So. <laughs> but anyways, guys, last time on Stunning Steve, we covered, like I said, December into January 91. Actually, before I jump into this little recap, I do want to thank all you listeners for checking out our last episode, which was the Celebrity Deathmatch episode. And... uh I think you guys enjoyed that. The numbers look great, and that was a fun one to do. And I look forward to doing another celebrity death match down the road. And uh, that was fun. And I'm not going to say, JV, I'm not going to yell this time. But we we covered Fandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> I played out my Fandemonium card. I can no longer do it. I can't do the echo in voice anymore. I'm done. <laughs> it's retired. Yes, it's retired because it's obnoxious. <laughs> All right, so let's give a quick little recap here of Episode 6, Stunning Steve, which was from about a month ago. And here's what happened, basically. We had a Battle Bowl. We watched along to that Battle Bowl match. And Sting won the Battle Bowl at Starcade 91. And he last eliminated Lex Luger, which earned him a title shot against Lex Luger at the upcoming Super Brawl, Super Brawl 2, which will be in February. So Sting won that, and we watched that because Austin was involved in that, along with many members of the Dangerous Alliance. And also, things that we've covered, we had Austin, basically in this, at this point in the Dangerous Alliance, while he is the TV champion, yes, that's great, 
he's more kind of like a henchman. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's in the henchman role where he's just coming out and you know being part of the team and attacking their enemies. In this case, you know, a lot of times it's Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes, Ron Simmons, Barry Windham, you know, and eventually now Marcus Alexander Bagwell is in the mix. So that's who Dangerous Alliance is pretty much feuding with, and Austin is always just sneaking in and attacking. Austin also did have... Yeah, like a sneak. Fucking... He just looks creepy with his long hair, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's what made me think more, like, he's a henchman, because he just looks like a goon, like... (laughs) He's out there to just... I don't know, fucking just mess things up, but he he has that generic look. Long blonde hair. You know, in my mind right now, I'm thinking of the goons like in the Batman 1969 series. <laughs> the Adam West shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he would have been like one of the Riddler's guys <laughs> with question marks all over his shirt. <laughs> Wait, yeah, way like ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. Austin did have a match against Ron Simmons, and he retained the title with the help of Dangerous Alliance. What's that, JV? I said, damn. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Got to throw that in there. Marcus Alexander Bagwell is also starting to get involved, like I said. And Paul E., Paul E. Dangerously, offered uh, Bagwell a title shot for the TV title, and he turned it down. So Bagwell took an ass beating for that. I don't know why he would turn the fucking title shot down. It's like, dude. Yeah, why? You get an opportunity. He's like, oh, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You never turn down opportunity because you think you're not ready. And you he's not. Uh, I mean, we but yeah, him. it's true. He, he's not ready. He sucks. But, but when you get opportunity, you just fucking, you all take right, it. I'll try. <laughs> I never wrestled a day in my life, and I would do it. Right. I oh, have to win the fucking belt. I'll wrestle. <laughs> Yeah, he must have just been afraid he was going to get his ass beat. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> not really. I'm going to get my Little ass bitch. beat. <laughs> bitch. So, later we have Austin teaming up with Bobby Eaton. They beat Big Josh and Van Hammer in a match that they struggled with, which annoyed the hell out of me. In another match later, Austin struggles with Van Hammer in a singles match, which is just pathetic. And we've talked about this on all the episodes. You know, Austin is always just sneaking wins. It was Lady Blossom at first, and now it's members of the Dangerous Alliance always helping him win matches that he should just win clean in the first place. Van Hammer, I guess it's because Van Hammer is fairly new that they want to make him look strong because they had some big hopes for him, but he sucks ass. Oh, anyway, Van Hammer. Yeah, he never really kind of... No, he sucks. Pans out, yeah. Fucking dude He's that just comes... a jack guy that has nothing else but muscles. He has a guitar. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he doesn't know how to play, probably. He's probably better off if he had, like, a keytar. Probably give him more personality. <laughs> yeah. Keyboard guitar. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh, shit. So, anyway, we did watch another match. Watch Along Style. We had uh, Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes teaming up with Simmons. They defeated Austin, Anderson, and Eaton. And then a big brawl happened at the end of the match. Uh, Austin also did finally take on B- Marcus Alexander Bagwell. And that was a TV title match, of course. And it went to limit. It went to 10-minute limit draw. So even Austin can't beat the new guy. <laughs> Pathetic. Austin just sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> All right. 
Austin is legit injured, though. So maybe that, well, has nothing to do with anything. But Austin gets injured. Maybe he wanted to fucking take a break, too. Oh, man, my, my knees my knees pissing me off. <laughs> I need a break. So anyway, Austin's out injured. And he's supposed to be legit injured and out until January 21st, which would be the class of the champions, which is what we're going to get to in this episode. So a lot of what we're going to cover was recorded before his injury. And we see the gap here in January into February that he does miss a lot. But there is enough for us still to cover in January and February. It's just kind of sporadic. So that's a quick little recap of what we had on Episode 6 of Stunning Steve. And now let's get into it. Stunning Steve, Episode 7. We are covering late January 1992. Starting off here on January 18th. And JV is going to give us coverage here. So JV, take us away. All right, so yeah, we uh, kick off here World Championship Wrestling. We're in center stage, well, at center stage in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is January 18th, 1992. This was taped 12 days prior on January 6th, 1992. So what's that? 30 years Thirty years ago now. 31. 31. Oh, yeah, it's 2023. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, really fucking long time ago. Shit. And we got... Stunning Steve Austin and beautiful Bobby Eaton versus Sting and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. So this kicks off, um, you know, we got the announcer and he's met. I forget which announcer it is. I didn't write it, but. Probably Gary Michael Capetta. I think that's who it was, Capetta. And, you know, this match is scheduled for one fall with uh, TV time remaining. What does that mean? I didn't look it up. TV time remaining? Yeah. That just means like how much time's left in the episode. Okay, because it starts the fucking show. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So so they were just saying there's an hour time limit, basically. Okay. But this is Saturday night. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you knew. Like, like, do they say that? Like, I've heard that before. No, they do say it a lot. I'm just wondering if this was a one hour or a two hour episode. Oh, I know what you're saying. I think it was under an hour. All right, I'm looking right now real quick. Hold on. All right. Actually, the the version that we watched on YouTube of this is only just the thirteen minute match. Oh, okay. All right. So that's so anyway. Maybe it was an hour episode, and they were saying basically, oh, this match could go the whole show. Okay. I wasn't sure if you knew. I was gonna Google. I'm like, eh, I'll just fucking yeah. See if Mike knows. So anyhow, we got Austin and Eaton. They come out first, and they're accompanied by none other than Paulie Dangerously. Then next up, we hit. Love this song. And it stings music. It hits. And he's out here with Marcus Alexander Bagwell. So right off the clip, Austin starts taunting Marcus Alexander Bagwell. And from there, we cut to a commercial break. So back from the commercial break, we got beautiful Bobby Eaton and Bagwell kicking off the match. Um, Eaton and Bagwell both trade big right hands with Eaton ended up getting the worst of it. And uh, he's down, you know, like, you know, on the mat. He's cowering. He's got his hands up. You know, Bagwell clocked him pretty good. And then on commentary, we have JR, who's putting over Sting as being a great mentor to Bagwell. And mentions how Sting has been going out of his way to help and guide Bagwell, which is true. You can kind of see, like, Sting kind of is, you know, he's acting like the bigger brother and all this shit. Yeah. So, meanwhile, back to the match. Beautiful Bobby. 
is still delaying locking back up again with Bagwell. So eventually, they lock up, and Bagwell gets the advantage again with a nice hip toss. And now Eaton's visibly frustrated. He's all pissed off because he's getting fucking outworked by a rookie. (laughs) So he's had enough, and he tags in Austin. So Austin rams Bagwell. You know, Austin comes in hot. He rams Bagwell into the corner. But Bagwell is able to sneakily tag in Sting, thinking that Austin wouldn't see it. But Austin does notice it, and he retreats immediately. So now he knows he's not messing with a, you know, a rookie. He's messing with arguably the best in WCW. He's the ringmaster. Yeah. <laughs> so Austin hits a shoulder block on Sting. But uh, Sting then gets Austin with one, and then that's followed by an interfering Bobby Eaton. Um, but then Sting actually hip tosses both of them. So Sting is definitely looking super strong here. And then he follows up double hip tosses with a double bulldog on both of them, which is pretty impressive. So he kind of, you know, he hip tosses yeah. one, hip tosses the other. As they both get up, they're both kind of like down, you know, sucking wind. And he comes up behind both of them and hits them with one of his patented moves. Yeah, great know, spot. A bulldog. Good spot. Great spot. So Austin and Eaton now retreat outside the ring. And meanwhile, Sting's in the middle of the ring and he's soaking up the charisma. So Austin and Eaton take that time outside the ring to strategize with Hamo, well, dangerously rather. Sting had to have uh, cut in real quick, but Sting had to give a Ow! Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yep, definitely did. Um, so back in the ring after strategizing, um, we have Austin and Sting. Sting is still looking sharp, but he does ha- he does fuck up here. He goes for a Stinger splash, but when he does, Austin do- miss um, you know kind of dodges it. But Sting, you know, you think he messes up here, but he's actually able to grab the ropes so that he doesn't take any damage. So he kind of goes for the splash, but he puts his arms out to kind of block him, you know, hitting that turnbuckle hard. So Austin and Eaton again try to double team him, but Sting catches both of them with elbows, and now he's basically controlling Austin and Eaton by himself. So they're really making Sting look super strong here, and they kind of making Eaton and Austin look like bitches. I, so yeah, they sh- they should make Sting <laughs> strong though because he is going to go for the title yep, in the next against, month against you know Flair, I mean? right? Against uh, Luger. Oh, Luger. Okay. Oh, because Flair's not yeah, all right. Yeah, I, yeah Flair's I, already gone. Flair, Flair's yeah. already gone. Um, so Flair the two heels. Flair's, Flair's about to win the Royal Rumble. That's right. That's right. Yep. I I, I saw it coming back to me now from episode six. Yeah. So the two heels retreat to the outside again to regroup with Paulie dangerously. So eventually we get back in the ring. Austin weakens Sting with some big blows and tags in Eaton. So it looks like they're starting to get momentum here. But then Sting immediately arm drags Eaton. And Sting's back in control of the match with an armbar on Eaton. So Sting starts wording, working Eaton in the corner and tags in Bagwell, who then controls Eaton with a with an armbar. And this is fucking brutal. This is where this match kind of sucks. Like, it, not kind of. It sucks. Oh, brutal in, in terms that it blows? <laughs> yeah, it's like painful to watch. because So we go from Sting holding him in an armbar. He tags in Bagwell. And now Bagwell is going to control Eaton in this armbar for like three minutes. It's fucking Ugh. painful. And here you can kind of like, 
maybe then you wouldn't notice, but now since everyone's kind of like a mark with wrestling and, you know, everyone kind of understands wrestling more, I think, than they did then. Mm-hmm. Um, like the art of a match and all that shit. It was just more information available. Um, you realize that bag they're protecting Bagwell here because of how limited he is. Yes. Like his moveset kind of sucks. It's mostly hip tosses and on bars. You're right. So anyhow. Yeah. And drop kicks. And that's all. Yeah. It was. I'm Shoulder like, block. He sucks. Yeah. Like he's not. <laughs> I don't want to say he sucks, but like he's not. He's so gr- He's green. Like he's. He's not ready for the spark that they no. have him in right now. But but he looks so good that yeah. you turn a blind eye, you know. Yeah, it's all cosmetic, right? Um, so Eaton tags in Austin, and Austin gets taken down by Bagwell, and of course Bagwell takes him down with another fucking armbar. And like I just said, you know, Bagwell again looking super limited here. And meanwhile, you have Jr. kind of trying to like put one over the fans by mentioning that you know Bagwell is such like a superior mat wrestler but <laughs> we know he's just super inexperienced because it's a fucking bar. Yeah. I would say this part is probably the part of the match where they're discussing the finish. Yeah, they have to be. Absolutely. Right? That's a gr- actually I wasn't thinking that but that's a great point. Um so anyhow Eventually, Austin gets verticality back, and he hits Bagwell with a hip-lock takeover. But that doesn't last long as Bagwell hits him with another armbar. So he gets him in the armbar and eventually tags in the Stinger. The Stinger takes control of Austin with a fucking armbar, and this pissed me off. I'm like, fuck! It's been Stinger armbar, Bagwell armbar, armbar, back to (laughs) Sting with a fucking armbar. It's like that Burger King commercial. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, burger Whopper. cheese, burger yeah. Whopper, burger cheese. Thanks. Now I think I thought I just got out of my head this morning, <laughs> and it's gonna be fucking back for another fucking week. I, I saw armbar, 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 armbar. Yeah. Now, now that that's just gonna be the new song. That's exactly armbar, 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 hip toss, armbar, armbar. <laughs> Have it your way. Yeah. You yeah. Armbar, 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 hip toss, armbar, armbar, hip toss, drop kick, armbar, hip toss, drop kick, armbar. Show the luck. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow. Um so Stinger so the Stinger controls Austin with that armbar, like I said, and it's it's actually starting to get nasty as um he starts biting Austin's hand. And you think like, wow, that's kind of a heel move. But Jared does a great job on commentary mentioning that this is uncharacteristic of Sting. But this is kind of a payback for what the Dangerous Alliance did previously, trying to destroy his leg. So they previously tried to like severely injure um, Sting when they were trying to take away his U.S. Heavyweight Championship, which I believe they actually do. Like he's not the U.S. Heavyweight Championship here, <clears throat> right? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he's not. Yeah, because I think Rude is. Yeah, Rude is. Rude's yeah. the champ. Yeah. So, you know, it all ties back. So it's just payback here. Sting's not being a heel. He's just, you know, getting even. So Sting goes for a splash on Austin, but Eaton pulls Austin out of the way. And Stinger goes over the top rope outside. And he's down and he's hurt. So this could be a turning point here for Austin and Eaton. So they do take advantage of it. They do take some control here. Um, Austin attempts a pin. So eventually Sting gets back in the ring. And Austin attempts a pin on Sting, but he only gets a one count. Sting no sells it, fucking kicks out right away. Austin then tags in Eaton, and he hits some moves. And 
tags back in Austin, so they're kind of tagging back and forth here trying to work Sting. Um, so Sting eventually fights back and hammers away at Austin, and then he does tag in Bagwell. Bagwell then com- comes in on the hot tag, and he clears out Austin and Eaton. But as he's running the ropes, Bagwell's tripped by Paulie Dangerously. So Sting notices that Paulie Dangerously got involved, so now Sting's distracted. So what's he do? He heads out to attack Paulie Dangerously. So that causes Bobby Eaton and the rest of the Dangerous Alliance eventually show up. Of course. And they hold down Sting and they stop beating the shit out of him. Meanwhile, in back inside the ring where it fucking matters, Austin hits the stun gun on Bagwell and gets the three count for the win. Then things get a little out of hand after the match. Uh, the Dangerous Alliance is now on full, full-blown full attack mode on Sting. They're beating the hell out of him and Bagwell. Um, Austin locks up Bagwell. You know, he's kind of like got him locked up, holding him down. And Heyman comes in the ring, takes off his belt, and stops whip, whipping Bagwell <laughs> with his belt. Crazy. And meanwhile, the rest of Dangerous Alliance is like holding Sting up and like holding his face up, like forcing him to watch. And Sting is just kind of watching in pain as, you know, a protege, I guess you could call him. Bagwell is getting his ass handed to him by Heyman. But eventually, we do get some help here for the good guys. Eventually, Ron Simmons and other members of the locker room, Dustin Rhodes, etc., they come rushing to the ring. They break up the chaos. They free Bagwell, Sting, and then the match ends, and that wraps it up. So I thought the end match, the end of the match here was pretty cool, but yeah, I think the, the beginning was good, and yeah, the end was good. It was good storytelling, but there's like a six, seven minute block in the middle of this match that was just painful. Where it's just like armbar, dropkick, like you know, yeah, have to sing our song again. But <laughs> you get the point. But it's it does do a good job, kind of pushing the story forward. Um, and it does kind of put more emphasis on the relationship that Sting and Bagwell have. Like, all right, you got the top guy. Then you got who they're hoping to be, like, another top guy in the future in Bagwell. Like, they're definitely trying to position him properly. Uh, so, good shit here. I, I, you know, I liked it from a storyline perspective. Yeah, I liked it. You know, it, you know, it follows the story that we were talking about last episode. So, mm-hmm. it's a good continuation and... We're going to get more of it. You know, this storyline is what is going on throughout January into February. You know, it's all the same guys involved. Ron Simmons, Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, Marcus Bagwell, Barry Windham against the Dangerous Alliance. You know, this is what it comes down to. So, fun stuff. But um, we're going to move on to our first watch-along of this episode. Yes, we are. And we're going to go to WCW Worldwide Wrestling from January 18th, same date. So, this aired on the same night as the match that JV just covered. And this was taped on January 7th, 1992 in Birmingham, Alabama at the State Fair Arena. And this is available on YouTube if you want to check it out. Uh, Just search the match, Worldwide Wrestling, January 18th, 1992. I don't want to say the name of the channel (laughs) because these channels are just disappearing on the weekly. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm surprised this match it was even here for us to do the watch along because we had some casualties from episode six to episode seven. I already had the episode seven notes ready and I had timestamps and I had YouTube links and whatnot and some of them don't work anymore. Wah, wah, wah. This one happens to work. The match that JV covered that is on YouTube as well. 
So you could you can definitely watch that too as if you want to. But we are gonna watch this match. It's Stunning Steve Austin defending the TV championship against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So of course we gotta watch this match, man. And uh We'll get into it. So like I said, if you are gonna watch along, just search it. You know, pause us while you find it. And I'll give a countdown in just a second. Make sure we're both ready to go. JV, you ready at twenty eight thirty for a timestamp? You see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, right? Yep, with his arms up. Yep. Yep. Alright, so I'll give a countdown three down to one, then say play when I say play. We all click play and get started and check out this match between Stunning Steve Austin and Ricky the Dragon for the TV Championship on Worldwide Wrestling, January 18th, 1992. Three, two, one, play. And there's Gary oh. Michael Capetta making the announcement. And we got great music here. I gotta lower my YouTube volume. There we go. He does have great music. Yeah. Much better than his earlier music. Remember the music from... Actually, no. Not his later music. The music that comes later. Not his early music. The later music from 93. I've mentioned it before. It's a oh, stupid and, song. Um, from the Hollywood WWF. Blonde episode. No, from Hollywood Blonde episodes. That oh, we've where done. the guy's singing in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's not as cool as this. It's a, it's like a song all about how he's a family man. <laughs> he's the family man. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, here comes Medusa out with Stunning Steve, and she's got some mom jeans on. Uh, mom jeans. You ever see that SNL skit? Like back when it was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. No. <laughs> there was a skit called Mom Jeans. And it was like a commercial for jeans. And it was, you know, the kind of jeans that moms would wear that were I like... I feel like I have seen this. Yeah. Halfway up the stomachs. <laughs> it had like, you know, like how Levi's had the little patch on the back, but it said Mom Jeans instead. They were like all posing and they got like leather... Not leather vests, but they got like jean jacket vests on. You know what I mean? Denim vests. <laughs> Mom jeans. That's how Medusa looks here. <laughs> I'll have to All watch right. that skit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. Alright, so uh, we got a lockup between Austin and Steamboat, and Steamboat gets pushed into the corner, and these guys aren't happy with each other. Oh, animosity is strong. Yeah. Cut it with a knife. <laughs> As Gorilla Monsoon would say. Oh, shit. Sunset flip and a roll-up. Yeah, Ricky almost won the title within a minute. Atomic drop. Atomic drop should just be called an ash drop. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck's atomic about it? It's fucking an ash drop. Yeah. Man, the action is fast. Man, this is good. We've got Nick Patrick oh, yeah. as the referee. Yeah. Right, it's Steamboat. It's Steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Steve-O keeps going for pins, man. He's like, shit, if I get enough of these pins early, I might win one here. Yeah, I like it. He's Good trying strategy. to win the fucking match. Right. Right, the last match that you just covered, when was the first pinfall attempt? 
Like fucking, oh, late. It was a quick what, one what, one count was the kick out. It was two yeah, pitfall attempts, I think, the whole match. And the second yeah. one won. Like nothing. And Ricky's already done like fucking six pinfall attempts. Insulting my intelligence. Oh, shit. Ricky comes flying out of the ring. Austin got, Austin got dumped out of the ring, and Steamboat went flying cross-body through the, through the middle rope. Action is hot and heavy here. Steamboat really could work in any era. Oh, he's awesome. So I, I had mentioned Monsoon seconds ago, or, you know, like a minute ago, whatever. Have you checked out Joe Murata's Gorilla Monsoon videos? I saw that he has them on Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, yeah, they're funny. <laughs> it's great. The AI did a good uh, job with it? it. I wonder how he does that. Well, there's a site. I mean, there's a few different sites out there now where you can generate AI voices based on like samples that you provide. Is that what you guys use when you do like the face swaps and shit? In the, like the Facebook chat? Oh no, that's a diff- that's a different like image app. I forget what it's even called at this point. But no, there, there's other voice AIs that that Murata was using. It's called like Eleven Labs. I need to look but man. Interesting. To me. Yeah, I mean it's pretty impressive. I mean sometimes it's not that perfect, but no. But with certain voices, it's able to replicate it very well. And I think the more impressive thing is, you know, what Joe Morata writes for the AI voices to say. It's kind of like spot on with what Gorilla Monsoon maybe would have said. Is he writing those himself, or is he using like? No, he write, write it too. No, he he's writing the, the Oh, that's the, awesome. The lines. Yeah. And what's great is, you know, Joe Morata is the host of the, the host of OB, OVP. OVP. Yep. And uh they've had like this gorilla character over the years of just being like get the fuck out of here, like, you know, like the vulgar gorilla monsoon. And, like what he's really thinking, you know, just joking around. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they've turned this into. It's like, all right, this is a podcast. And what he would really be like today if he was alive and doing a podcast. And so many of the things that they've talked about with Monsoon get brought up. It's great. Then they've worked in other characters like Bobby Heenan and Mean Gene. And I'm always so impressed at like, the vocabulary that he ends up typing and using is... Works perfectly with each character. It's just well done. It's fucking taking over the wrestling community on Twitter. Blown <laughs> up. I love it. So he's going viral off it. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. All right, so we just got an announcement that we're five minutes through, and now Medusa is trying to get involved in this match. She went for a kick on Ricky, but Ricky grabbed her leg on the ring apron. But that allowed for Steve Austin to just yep. fucking take advantage and clothesline the hell out of Steamboat. Saving him job. because... Yeah. I mean, Austin, at this point in his career, he needs help. <laughs> and in this case, it's Medusa before it was Blossom. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some other dangerous alliance members as well before the end of this match. 
You know, but as we continue on our career of stunning Steve Austin, we're going to get some great matches between Austin and Steamboat to come. Especially when we get to 1994. We've already covered some good tag team matches in the Hollywood Blonde series. Six minutes. Of, so we got four minutes left in this match. Yeah, because it's only a ten minute time limit. The yep. time limit. TV title. I always thought it was 15 minutes for the TV title. That's what I thought, too. Well, no, this this one's 10 minutes. Last last episode, we had Marcus Alexander. Bagwell, that was 10 minutes as well. I mean, if fucking Bagwell can last 10 minutes with Austin, then... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Steamboat could. <laughs> Austin, must, this must be such a fresh, real, fresh air. Yeah, a real wrestler. Even though he's still pretty new himself. He's only been wrestling for three sure. years. Well, he knows more than a fucking armbar. <laughs> like, at some point, it's just got to be like, I can't believe I got to sell another fucking armbar. Yeah. Hey. What are we at now? We... Alright, we got three minutes left. Alright, there's no time for an armbar. I was going to say, there's probably going to be an armbar spot coming up so they can talk about the finish, but... <laughs> These guys are probably so good that they know exactly how they're going to wrap things up. Austin so, breaks the yeah. count. Yep, they're outside the ring, and Austin and Ricky are battling, and the referee's counting, but Austin slides back in, breaks the count, comes back out, drops Ricky on the, on the guardrail, you know, Macho Man style. Ricky's selling that his fucking throat is all fucked up. There's larynx. Larynx. You remember that angle when Macho Man fucked up Ricky Steamboat's neck? Yeah. Yep. Leading up to WrestleMania 3. It was with his kid. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of something else. No. But I do remember that. Yeah. Well, I don't remember it, but I remember watching it after. I knew. Yeah. I, I right. You don't remember it from fucking 1987. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did kick out at two. All right, so only a couple minutes left. Oh, Steamboat. Get him down. He's get him down. Nice. One, one, two, two. kick out. out. Tony Schiavone doing a great job on commentary here. Oh. Oh, never mind. I was going to bring up something. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to have a great commentator coming soon. Bischoff? No, not Bischoff. Oh, Bobby Heenan. Nope, not Bobby Heenan. That won't be until 94. Jesse. All yep. right. Jesse's coming to WCW this year in 1992. I think February. Yeah, I th so our next episode, I think Jesse's going to be on his debut. His first match that he does is an Austin match. All right, things again tense here. Shoulder block. Both men are down, and I think we only have a minute left. Minute or two. Both men are down. Nick Patrick's making a count. We're at a five count. Only thirty seconds remain. Huh. But Deuce is hot, by the way. I didn't say that, but she is. 
Underrated hot. I never thought it when I was a kid, but she is. Ooh. Pinfall yeah, I don't remember attempt. if I thought she was hot when I was a kid or not. I didn't like her as Alundra Blaze. Awesome body slam. We're down to an eight count. Ooh, misses the elbow. No He's chance vulnerable. here. Swinging netbreaker from Steamboat. Oh, draw. Yeah. There's the bell. This match would have went on another fucking ten minutes. I like how they didn't end it like in that shitty way where it's like, oh, he would have pinned them if he had one more second available. You know what I mean? It's not like Steamboat was covering Austin. Yeah, I like how this was a clear draw. Right. It's like, no, this match wasn't ending. They were just wrestling still. But now that the match is over... It didn't feel like Austin. Oh, good they were. No, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't because... Yeah, there's still so much time left. Yeah, we started at 28.03. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was close. All right, so All right. Austin tried to fuck up Steamboat and uh, use Medusa. But Steamboat got back and scared the shit out of Medusa. Medusa jumps out of the ring and... Backfired, bitch. Yep, that backfired on her. So that concludes that match there. Another draw. Austin doesn't have a fucking win. This time it makes sense, though, because it's Steamboat. And uh, I did check out the ratings on this, on uh, all the rankings, whatever, the star ratings. And Dave Meltzer gave this uh, three and a half stars for a time limit draw. So, That's high. I yeah, high for ten minutes, all right? Yeah, three and a half? Come on. It's like three yeah. at best. Yeah, three at best. But it was nonstop action. Yeah. So it was good. Definitely a good TV match. Right? <laughs> If you're tuning in to watch WWE Worldwide oh, Wrestling, it was, you know, yeah, it was shit. good. You know, the second paced. fucking show that was, was on that night. On. Yeah, so, yeah, good stuff there. All right, so I'm going to continue on, and I have a match to cover from the same day. So it's January 18th, 1992, and this is the third show that's on. This one is a little bit more limited. This one is only on WGN, which was a Chicago-based show and it was on satellite so people could get it outside of Chicago but for the most part it was a local network and this is WWE Pro January 18th 1992 taped January 7th 1992 in Birmingham Alabama so same taping same exact taping this match is available on YouTube as well so if you just search WCW Pro January 18th 1992 You'll find this match, and the match is six-man tag team match. You're going to get the Dangerous Alliance, represented by Rick Rude, Steve Austin, and Bobby Ian, taking on Sting, Ricky Steamboat, and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. What a fucking match, right? Yeah, that's like the whole feud right there. Yeah, it is. You know, it's this all, cul is... all culminating here. Right. You expect this to be on the fucking upcoming pay-per-view or something. <laughs> Clash of the Champions. But here it is on WCW Pro on WGN. And if you're going to watch it on YouTube, there's a timestamp of 28.33, and it's going to go to 40.47. So you got about, you know, 12-minute match here. 
So let me just get into it. Uh, prior to the match, earlier in the show, Eric Bischoff is going to interview Paul E., Rick Rude, Austin, and they're going to talk about the upcoming match that they have against Bagwell, Steamboat, and Sting. And Rick Rude mentions, Bagwell, Steamboat, and Sting? Sounds like a law firm or something. But they're going to have to find out that they don't stand a chance against Bobby, Steve, and me. Mwah! <laughs> so, so Rick Rude is doing his mwah kisses. And uh, I like, though, how he took the Bagwell, Steamboat, and Sting as a law firm. But they're no chance against Bobby, Steve, and me. Because Bobby, Steve, and me sound even better. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, Steve, and me sounds like some fucking uh, mechanic or something. Bobby, <laughs> Steve, and me. <laughs> family, family owned mechanic. Auto mechanics. Bobby, Steve, and me. Who's me? It's me. Me. <laughs> I don't even know who me is. I do your breaks. <laughs> so Paulie mentions that Austin wants to hit Bagwell with the stun gun. And then the rude awakening is going to be for Sting. And the Alabama Jam is for Steamboat. And the three of you will be through. I felt like I was just saying, fucking saying like a line from the genius in WWF. And with that said, rest in peace, Lanny Poffer. Yeah, rest in peace. Gordon Soley announces now, so we cut to another segment prior to this match. It's Gordon Soley on WNN, Wrestling News Network. So it was like a fucking fake CNN within <laughs> within the program. <laughs> WNN, I'm Gordon Soley. <laughs> so there's Gordon Soley. says that Arn Anderson, he's making this announcement, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton have defeated Dustin Rhodes and Ricky Steamboat for the tag titles. So we got more gold in the Dangerous Alliance. You have the Tag Team Champions. You have the U.S. Champion. You have the TV Champion. You have every title except for the world title in the Dangerous Alliance. That's a good way to pump up this, this group, right? Give them yeah. every other title. Yep. Every title but the world. <laughs> and we know Rick Rude will eventually be going for that world title against Sting. And Sting wins that title. So anyway, that was a spoiler, I guess. Anyway, Dangerous Alliance makes their way to the ring with Paulie and Medusa, of course. Marcus Alexander Bagwell is in this match, as I mentioned. And <laughs> for somebody new that they're pushing, that they've been calling Marcus Alexander Bagwell over and over again, on the Chiron, which is the graphic that they show, it says, not Marcus Alexander Bagwell, it says Mark Bagwell. Ugh. Terrible. Mark Bagwell. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, Marcus Alex ba- Dander Bagwell sucks, but that's even worse. Well, yeah, it sucks, but you know, that's his name. <laughs> so why are you going to put Mark Bagwell? Mark Bagwell. Who's this fucking Jeff Bagwell's brother? <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I am dingus. <laughs> All right, so we get started with the match. Rick Rude and Steamboat are going to start off the match. Steamboat runs behind Rude and bonks Austin and Eaton on the head at the same time. This was weird to me. This was just out of nowhere. So we have Steamboat and Rude about to lock up. Steamboat runs at Rude, but then, like, takes a quick right. It runs behind Rude. It runs to the corner and jumps up in the air. And with his two double fists, bonks like he's playing whack-a-mole. Bonks Eaton and Austin on the head. <laughs> It reminds me of a move from, like, the WCW video game. 
He just kind of like hit the guy on the top of the head. That's what he did. He ran to the corner. Bonk. You know where they got that from. Austin looks at Steve like, what the hell was that, son? <laughs> he's, he's like, what the fuck was that? So anyway, Steve puts Rude into a wrist lock from that point. And then he's making a bunch of weird noises, you know, and faces. Steve doing like this thing where, like, I'm Ricky Steve so sometimes I got to act like I'm a ninja. And he's doing like, you know what I mean? My little grunts and stuff, you should probably be able that probably sounds like yeah. taking a shit, but <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. I, I know like. what you meant. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Timo is in complete control of Rude, and he tags Bagwell in. Bagwell comes off the top rope with an axe handle to Rude's arms as Steamboat holds Rude. So, you know, the old spot where you hold the arm out, the guy comes off, bonk, hits the arm. From there, Rude's going to tag in Eaton. And uh, we hear Medusa screaming at Bagwell. Medusa's calling Bagwell an idiot. You're an idiot. I think she slips up and says, you're a fucking idiot. I'm pretty sure I heard that. Uh, I went back twice, and it's tough to rewind on YouTube, so I was like, fuck it, I'm not checking again. But I think she calls him a fucking idiot. So anyway, Austin gets tagged in, and Bagwell immediately takes him down with an arm drag. (laughs) Arm drag. There it is. Bagwell tags in Sting. Crowd goes nuts for Sting, of course. Austin and Sting tie up in the center of the ring. And, yeah, we got to mention, Sting's huge at this point, baby. Right? Sting's fucking big time. What do you mean? Like, both size and popularity? Popularity, I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Huge. Yep. So, Sting hip-tosses Austin. Bobby runs in, gets hip-tossed as well. Sting clotheslines both Austin and Bobby. And they roll out of the ring. So, we get a double clothesline from Sting. Kind of like what you were saying with Sting earlier in your match that double you covered. Bulldog. Yeah, well, double he did the tosses. Yeah, right, doing double moves. Mm-hmm. So Sting wants Rude, but Rude doesn't want to get in. So now the crowd's pissed, like, oh, we want Sting versus Rude. We want Sting versus Rude. You won't go in, you pussy. So anyway, the crowd's all hyped for Rude and Sting to get it on. Austin is still the legal man at this point. Austin gets back in the ring. Sting gets Austin into a headlock and then tags in. Ricky Steamboat. And Steamboat goes in. He takes Austin down with a headlock. He applies that headlock, and Austin eventually breaks free and nails a belly-to-back suplex, which was executed very well. Austin clotheslines Steamboat from there and puts Steamboat in his corner and tags in Bobby. So Bobby gets in. Bobby hits a nice backbreaker on Steamboat. Freaking awesome backbreaker. And Bobby goes for the first pinfall of the match here. Gets a two-count. He follows it up with another backbreaker, just like the first one, and goes for another pinfall attempt. It's like, screw it, I'm going to try again. <laughs> it's like when you're playing a video game, you just hit the same move over and over again. Boom, boom, I'm going to pin. Yeah, if it's yeah. working, you keep you keep using it. Yeah, and that's what it did. Bobby then, from there, doesn't get the three count, so he tags in Rude. Rude hits a swinging neckbreaker on Steamboat, and Rude follows up that with a forearm drop. Pretty good, you know, typical rude spot. Uh, Sting is uh, reaching out to make tags, so we're getting the hype for the hot tag. Sting wants in because Rude's in the ring at this point. And, you know, Rude's doing all he can to hold back Steamboat. You know, can't let Steamboat tag in Sting. So, Rude is not letting that happen. Steamboat makes the tag, though, finally. The crowd goes nuts. But, typical spot here. The ref is distracted by Bobby Eaton because Bobby Eaton runs into the ring. 
So the ref all of a sudden just has to give all his attention to Bobby in being in the ring when he shouldn't be. So we didn't see the tag. Then he orders immediately. He sees Sting in the ring. So now he fucking, the referee runs at Sting and like waist locks him, telling him to get out. Get out! No, no, you're not supposed to be in here either. But in the meantime, guess what's happening on the other side of the ring, JV? Um, you know what's happening. Fucking the, the good guy's getting his ass beat. So, oh, holds, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it goes from one to one to the other. So the referee is like going after Bobby at first because he got in the ring. He doesn't hear tags, so now he attacks fucking Sting, tells him to get out of the ring, and then. Steamboat, stuck in the middle, is getting his ass beat by the Dangerous Alliance because now the referee is tied up with Sting. I fucking hate that shit. <sighs> and I, I, I had to say this to myself. It's like, do I hate it because I hate it? Or do I hate it because I'm a suck. making me hate it? Yeah, I'm a sucker. I'm a Mark. I'm Mark Prue. As my... Uh, <laughs> as my... Uh, one of my first mentors as a teacher called me. <laughs> that's that's how that's how much he cared about mentoring me. That he called me Mark Pro, <laughs> not Mike Pro. I was Mark Pro. <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> I'm a fucking Mark, fucking Mark Pro for getting mad about this referee spot. Obviously, that's the point. It's to piss off the crowd. <clears throat> but I still hate it. Anyway, the ref finally orders Austin and Eaton to get back to the apron. The match continues, so Rude and Steamboat, still illegal men in the match. Rude comes off the top rope, so he runs up to the top rope, hits Steamboat with a flying forearm. Rude turns to Sting, and Rude does his, you know, his gyrating, you know, moving his hips. Yeah. <laughs> that pisses it. Sting off. He so, oh, he's so awesome. And... Obviously, that not only pisses Sting off, but it pisses the crowd off because they want Sting to kick the shit out of Rude. Sting tries to get in the ring, but the ref has to give his attention to Sting again. And at that point, Steamboat has Rude rolled up for a pin, but the referee's not looking because, you know, Sting's all worked up. So the referee, for whatever reason, he feels the need to have to yell at Sting instead of paying attention to the action in the ring. Meanwhile, as Steamboat has Rude pinned, Bobby in breaks up the count. And then Austin gets tagged in. Austin's working with Steamboat. Steamboat's struggling. Austin picks a fight with Bagwell on the apron. Bagwell throws a punch at Austin. Austin falls to the mat alongside Steamboat. So now they're both down. So Steamboat's down. Austin's now down because Bagwell punched him down. And the ref starts counting them both down. One, two, three. And Steamboat gets up, rushes to the corner, tags in Bagwell. Bagwell's fucking house of fire, this youngster. And he's going to fucking clear house. So he's going off on Austin. Rude jumps in the ring. Eaton jumps in the ring. Bagwell knocks them down. And then Bagwell power slams Austin. Rude gets up. Rude gets up and finally puts it into the shit. He kicks Bagwell. And Sting runs in and attacks Rude. Now at this point, Bagwell has Austin covered in the middle of the ring. Austin's down. Bagwell is able to make a cover, but the rest, the refs, obviously distracted. He's distracted with Steamboat at this point. They use this thing three times, JV. <laughs> the ref being distracted three times in this fucking match, twelve-minute match. Bobby comes flying off the top rope. 
Fucking hits Bagwell. You know, nails him with the Alabama jam, which looks great. So Bagwell's going for a cover. And Bobby comes down, hits that Alabama jam. And Austin gets rolled onto Bagwell. Bobby turns the ref around, runs up to the ref. Hey, dumbass, turn around, make the pin. And the ref's like, oh, okay. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> Match is over. Austin pins Marcus Alexander Bagwell with the help of Bobby Eaton. After the match, Rude repeatedly hits Bagwell with the steel chair, which was great because, you know, you know what well, you just covered, we had Bagwell getting beat with the fucking, with the, was it a belt? Someone's belt? Yeah, Heyman's belt. Yeah, Heyman's. And now Bagwell's taking another beating with the steel chair. Sting comes in. He grabs a chair of his own. He runs in, clears the ring. All oh, pissed off. Like, ah. So the ring gets cleared. Sting saves Bag- Bagwell's ass. And that wraps up that match. And before before the show closes, we get a little segment, WCW This Week. And what we have here is Bischoff interviewing Barry Windham about facing stunning Steve Austin the next week for the TV title. And uh, Barry Windham says that, you know, he's counting on coming back. He has a hand injury. And he's hoping that he's going to be cleared by the doctors in time to have this match for the TV title against Steve Austin. All right. So, yeah, good match there. I enjoyed it. But now let's get into the next segment here, which is going to be the next day of Sunday, January 19th, 1992. And this was actually a recent taping. It was January 18, 1992 in Houston, Texas. And it's Stunning Steve Austin defending his TV championship against one of our new favorites, Todd Champion. Todd <laughs> Champion. <laughs> so, and I was going to say, like, all right, this is going to be a match where Steve Austin wins clean, right? He's going to defend the TV title against Todd Champion. Nice and clean win. <clears throat> Steve Austin pins Todd Champion with a roll-up after Bobby Eaton interferes. After the match, Todd Champion gets double-teamed by uh, Eaton and Austin until Ricky Steamboat runs in. He makes the save and fights off Austin and Eaton. So even here, Austin can't fucking beat Todd Champion. Fucking member of the WCW Special Forces. Patriot. Todd Champion. Jack, though. He's decked. Sting he looks, without he makeup. Looks, he looks the part. <laughs> yes, Sting without. He's Steve Borden. <laughs> he's fake Sting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you know that'll wrap up our first portion. We're gonna take a quick little break, and we're gonna come back with our second watch along of the episode, and we're gonna be at Clash of the Champions twenty eight. It's gonna be Sting and Steamboat versus Rick Rude. Stunning Steve Austin. All right, so take a little break. We'll take our break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back now for the next portion of our episode, and we are going to get right into another watch-along. It's WWE Clash of the Champions 18. I think I misspoke early and said 28. Fucking uh, couldn't read my Roman numerals properly before. <laughs> but it's uh, Clash of Champions 18 from January 21st, 1992, live from Topeka, Kansas. If you're going to watch along with us, we are watching the Peacock version. 
It's season five, episode one of Clash of the Champions. And we're going to kick off with a timestamp of one hour, 29 minutes, 44 seconds. Match is going to go to about one hour, 47, 36. So we get about 18 minutes of action here. All right. And again, it is Sting and Ricky Steamboat versus members of the Dangerous Alliance. Rick Rude and Stunning Steve Austin. Two champs, right? TV champ and the U.S. champ. Yep. Taking on the number one contender for the world championship and great wrestler, Ricky Steamboat. That sounds like shit for Steamboat. Uh, you don't get anything, but you're a great wrestler. Former tag team champion. <laughs> Just lost the title <laughs> to Arn Anderson and Bobby. Sorry, Eaton. buddy. <laughs> All right. So I'll give a countdown. Three down to one. Everybody's ready to set up. If you need to, pause, of course. But uh, JV, you, you, you're all set. We yep. just figured that out. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll count down three down to one and say play. When I say play, we all click play. All right, three, two, one, play. All right, so we get the um, what we've seen at this point recently within the past we year. Clash the of Champions. I got a fucking ad. Oh, you got an ad? Yeah, they tricked me. All right, I'll just pause mine and. Yeah, tell me when the ad's over. Okay. This fucking sucks. Yeah, so... It's depressing, ad. Bullshit dude. ad. It's mad depressing. This dude just, what like, is collapsed. It? And there's blood on a door. What? Is it a fucking horror movie? What the hell's going on? It's about a... Do- homis- it's on oxygen, so it sucks. Oh. Whatever it is. So it's a true crime. Anything on the oxygen network blows. Yeah, not well produced on oxygen. Even though I, I fell victim right, to watching many shows. I got that <laughs> show going here. All right. All right. What do you see right now? Um, Are the dangerous lines heading to the ring? Yep. Just now. They All just right. walked to the curtains. All right. So what I was going to say is we got the typical set at this point. You get the ramp to the ring. You get the glittery, I don't know, curtains, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Tacky as all hell. Yeah. So Rick Rude has been announced, and Stunning Steve as well. Two dudes with belts and robes. <laughs> Two dudes with belts and robes. That's their tag team name. Like back in the day for us, two dudes with chains <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, two dudes with robes. <laughs> All right, Rude told oh, the crowd to shut the music. Cut the music. Cut the music. Oh, that was good. Not. Nah. <laughs> you gotta like my reference. It was 1992, so that worked. Nah. Still use that today. Do you? Yeah, sometimes. Nice. You gotta make a comeback with my students. Corny. Like nah. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Look at Rude, man. What the fuck? JR said it. In phenomenal shape, and that's true. He's got the U- U.S. <laughs> belt on his tights. Huh? Oh, here it is, JV. Jesse Ventura on commentary. Nice. This was his debut at Clash of Champions. What a guy. 
He had left WWF in 91. Actually, no, I think mid-90. Yeah, mid-90. And now he's back on commentary. Goes Stinger. So you got JR and... Right on white. Ventura. Ventura is just a fucking pro. Yeah. He can have a year off and come back and be like nothing. And we and we experienced that when he came back on commentary for that match when he was with McMahon. Yep. Back in That's right. Like ninety eight or whatever. Yeah, we were covering Stone Cold. Yeah. The bottom line wrestling cast. He's just so damn good. <laughs> the little girl with the headband on. Rick Rude giving Austin a little good words there. Yeah. Getting his teammate a little pumped up. What's your timestamp? Just so I can see how far away we are. Uh, 58, 59. Alright, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. Okay. I'm going to go back. What are you at now? I'm at... Oh four, oh five. Oh, we're dead on now. Okay. Ooh, Sweet. big shoulder block. Yep. Austin's pissed with his shitty ass long hair. Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck, man? Knock me hair. down." What are you a chick? So even though our times are accurate, I still think your is a couple seconds ahead of me. So you might be the lead oh, on what's right, happening because, here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So what I see is going to be after you see it. <laughs> I'll hit pause real quick. I have Austin outside of the ring. Ricky's doing some karate shit. Yeah, he's flat. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're close. Now enough. Austin's getting back. I don't want to fuck because then it's going to fuck up the recording whenever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not going to change that. We're close enough. Yeah. It'll probably be different for the viewers too because it's going to be too hard. Listeners, it's going to be too hard to match up. <laughs> yeah. So, no, guys, don't even watch along. Just fucking listen. <laughs> yeah, just listen. <laughs> watch it on your own and then listen to what we have to say. <laughs> oh, blocked hip toss. Hey, dude, the camera line. work here looks great compared to what we see on a regular program. Yeah, this is nuts. It's like nice. HD. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the quality is better. But I like the camera transitions, too. Hey, why did glasses suck in the 90s? What do you mean? Why did glasses suck? Like, look at the gla the t the style of glasses. Oh, you mean the like eyeglasses? They suck. Yeah. Yeah. They're all fucking nerdy as look shit. They're terrible. Why did it? Yeah. Why did it take so long for that to become fashionable? Yeah. Some nerd got really pissed off. Like, I'm fucking. Like, I need to look hot. <laughs> four eyes. You better have at least fucking four good-looking eyes. I I think the, what happened was is. The idea is the glasses need to be smaller. No, they can't be taking up half our head. Because we look like fucking goofs if it's covering our our face. Yeah, so everyone just smaller. It was like four designs. And not everyone has the same shaped head. Yeah. Or maybe it was eyeglass manufacturers getting pissed off that so many people were getting contacts that they finally had to change the style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> Like, oh, we gotta compete with these contacts. We're gonna make, we're gonna change this. We can't just have the fucking 
BTK and Arn Anderson glasses forever. We're going to change the game. <laughs> Uh-oh. The fucking crowd loves Sting. Rat Tail Sting sucked, though. <laughs> yeah, fucking Rat Tail. I don't like that. That's so fucking that. goofy. I had a rat tail. Did you? Yep. It's I not didn't. a it's not a ponytail. It's a rat tail. Yeah. That was my go to line. <laughs> Even worst. <laughs> Even worse. Nice ponytail. It's not a ponytail. It's a rat tail. Like if you have a rat tail, you're supposed to have like Kool-Aid stains on your upper lip. <laughs> I probably did. Yeah. And like dirt on your fingernails. <laughs> awesome. Yep. If he didn't have face paint on, you'd probably see the Kool-Aid on Sting's lips and <laughs> his dirty fingernails. Oh, man. All right, so the crowd's getting what they want. They have Rude and Sting in the ring, and they're fucking loving it. This crowd's hyped. Rude got an atomic drop, and he's acting like no he just took a dick up the ass. <laughs> Nobody sells the atomic drop better than Rick Rude. That's true. There was a page on Twitter. Yeah, there was a whole, like... Twitter. It was just him selling atomic him getting, drops. Yeah, great. That's great. And he's still selling it. <laughs> yeah, I love sucks. how he's like, as he's selling it, like he's spreading his ass out, like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to relieve the pain. <laughs> it's like gut wrench. How we look here. when our sciatic hurts. Like, oh, <laughs> the worst. I'm afraid it's gonna come back. Like ah, oh, it's almost spring. It's probably gonna come back. And sciatic is like the new herpes. <laughs> Never goes away. Herpes for men. It's with you forever. Yeah, comes back every like six years. How you guys feeling? Ah, how you feel now? Oh, Sting, mocking. Rick Rude as he gyrates above Rick Rude and the crowd loves it. They're clapping. They're going nuts. Yep, the psycho yuppie. Paul Lee's going nuts on ringside. Come on, referee. Do your job. I didn't see it. <laughs> Jesse. I love how Jesse speaks like he's from fucking Fall River, Massachusetts. <laughs> I didn't see no tag. <laughs> His grammar is so shitty. <laughs> I wonder if it's fucking fake. What? Nah, no way. Nothing. Nothing Ventura does is fake. He's legit. No. <laughs> Oh, Sting goes to slam down on Rude's back, but Rude just turns around real quick, gets the knees up, and Sting gets his nuts crushed. Rude finally does get out of there and gets Austin in the ring, so Austin's now working on Sting. I don't know what Ventura is going to say about Austin here in his first viewing of Austin. Just in a mere six years, Ventura will be a referee for an Austin match. 
Ooh. Six <laughs> years. That. No, not six years. Seven years. 99. Yeah, nice elbow by Austin there. Stings down. Austin goes for a cover. One, two. That's it. Steamboat trying to sneak in. What the fuck's that? You're a baby face. Knock it off. Well, maybe Steamboat's just so sick of Dangerous Alliance taking advantage of that. Fuck it. I'm going to cheat, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you can't beat him. Join him. Yep. The tights that Austin has on looks like a pair of shorts that my wife has. <laughs> the chew is the bed. Which I like those shots on her, so now I'm like looking at Austin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like those shots. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> backfired. <laughs> yeah, Rude and Austin have some wild gear on. So. <laughs> For people that call themselves the Dangerous Alliance, they don't look so dangerous with yeah. those tights. <laughs> what do we got? Big right hand. <laughs> from what nice. I understand, from what I heard, I don't think Ventura and Jim Ross got along. I don't think Ventura liked working with Jim Ross. I wonder why. Probably because he's not a man's man like Jesse Ventura. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, double Naganaga from Austin and Rude from, well, to Austin and Rude from Steamboat. Steamboat goes for a cover. Gets a quick two. Steamboat's fucking everybody up. He just fucking gave a nice kick to Rude. Uh, roll up. But... Sting is in the ring. Steamboat had a victory roll on Austin, but Sting came in, distracted the ref. Rude jumps in, clothesline Steamboat. It's all that same shit again. All right. Jim Ross. Jim Ross has to say that he's on commentary. Like it's station identified, <laughs> you know, station identification. I'm Jim Ross, and I'm with Jim Jesse Ventura. We're here on commentary, class of champions. <laughs> station identification. <laughs> I always remember that during like Red Sox games. Station identification, WBSK thirty eight. <laughs> like, why do you gotta tell us that? But there is some kind of law like that was in TV where you had to like say. What channel it was? Station identification. Oh, really? That's why they did that. Yeah, like every so often, like maybe every hour, you had to announce oh, like no shit. what your station was. Well, it's like Georgia, right? They have to put the Georgia shit. Oh, something that's produced from there. Yeah, made in Georgia, something like that. Whatever it is, made in Georgia, some stupid shit like that. I see that most when I does watch not have Family Feud. The Peach State. Yeah. Yep. Family Feud with Steve Harvey. All right, so they're outside the ring now. We got Sting and Austin battling out on the ramp. Austin tosses Sting off the ramp. Not as brutal as the time that Cactus Jack got tossed off the ramp, though. <laughs> 
Whew, no. That was fucking brutal. Painful. Could feel it. Yeah, Cactus Shack loves those bumps. Oh! Cross body from... What the fuck is this? That is weird. All right, yeah, that so sucked. Austin, that was a horrible finish. Austin was in the middle of the ring about the body slam steamboat. But Sting jumped off the top rope, cross-bodied the back of Steamboat. So that made Steamboat land on Austin. Ref made the count. Steamboat gets the one, two, three. And now it's just chaos in the ring. Everyone's fighting. Sting misses a splash. Root's hitting the Root Awakening on Steamboat. Paulie's in the ring. He's taking his belt off, so we... We've seen this before. But he gave the belt says, to Rude. The dragon's been awakened. <laughs> and Rude is whipping oh. Steamboat with the, with the belt. But he's whipping him like... The cameraman? Well, yeah, now they're fucking up security. But with Rude whipping Steamboat, he's whipping him with the metal part of the belt. Like the latch. Yeah, that hurts. Not, yeah. And Steamboat... Is being covered by Sting, so Sting's protecting. That's Steamboat gonna leave here. a mark. <laughs> oh shit! I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's where's all your buddies? Where's Marcus Bagwell? Where's Barry Windham? Where's Dustin Rhodes? Nobody's here to save Steamboat. Yeah, Bagwell is a shitty ass friend. He sucks. Like, what oh, else could he be doing right now? I thought this ref was Nick Patrick the whole time. It's fucking fake Nick Patrick. Yeah. At least he got some water finally. Hey, Jesse's wearing his headband that he had at like WrestleMania 5. <laughs> hey, Jesse's right. Took two He's guys. He's always right. And Steve Austin. Only he Jesse pull off a fucking bandana like that. Like a sequence cowboy jacket and a tie-dye t-shirt. <laughs> that dude just fucking mix matches, whatever. Doesn't even matter. What are you going to wear today? He just like spins a wheel. <laughs> yeah. My hat. I'm going to wear this. <laughs> Jesse looks excited to be back doing commentary, though. He's so good at it. That's why he won fucking governor. Yeah. Oh, no shit, huh? All right. So oh, that man, wraps up Clash of the Champions. Great again. Suplex Canada. <laughs> like what who's Virgil Reynolds isn't that Dustin Rhodes yeah Dusty yeah that's, 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 what, I meant. that's what I meant yeah it's Dusty it's weird yeah. to see his names in the credits <laughs> <laughs> Virgil Reynolds Ernie Watts <laughs> and they used his real name yeah yep alright so kind of a shitty finish man yeah it sucked yeah the match overall I thought kind of sucked yeah that was not good no, I, I think the, just the, as bad as the first match with Bagwell and the match you covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my match that I covered was better than this. Uh, Rude, Rude Austin eating against Sting, Steamboat, yeah. Bagwell. Yeah, but that was a better match. And this is on Clash of the Champions. <laughs> I mean, the only thing good about this match would be Jesse Ventura on commentary. You know, that was probably the best part of it, and we didn't really get to hear it because we're talking over most of it. Well, yeah, it's even worse if he's not involved in this match. Right. So, um, in the Wrestling Observer with Meltzer, what do you think he gave 
Give it as a rating. His dumbass fucking four. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he didn't go that crazy. He went with a a three star. He says it started out really hot. It was great when Steamboat was in, and not bad at all when Sting was in. Jesse Ventura did the color for this match, and while he wasn't up to form after being out for eighteen months, his delivery is so incredible that almost nobody would notice. For some reason, a lot of the live crowd in Topeka left before the match started. I didn't notice that. The crowd looked like it was full to me. Anyway, it says, uh, the finish saw Austin have Steamboat up, and Sting came off the ropes with a cross-body block, and Sting and Steamboat squashed Austin for a pin. This was Austin's first match after being out for missing a couple weeks with a knee injury. The match itself was good, but the post-match was just too busy and didn't accomplish its objective. Too many security guards running in, not selling for the heels. That's true! Yeah, the fucking the security yeah, guards are acting like badasses. This guy should have went flying. Yeah, right, they should have got their ass beat. And they're like fucking fucking up Rick Rude and Austin. <laughs> Taking all the shots. So Austin can't even beat up a fucking security guard. Jeez. He really is mid. Oh, God. Alright, so that wraps up the Clash of the Champions. We continue on now to some more coverage here. And we go to Joplin, Missouri, Memorial Hall, January 24th. This is a house show. And what we had here with a crowd of 2,500. Dustin Rhodes pins tag team champion Bobby Eaton. And this was supposed to be a match between Dustin Rhodes teaming up with Barry Windham against Bobby Eaton and Steve Austin. But Steve Austin is injured at this point. Actually, well, no, he's back. He's he's back, but they're just giving him time off still. So it's like they basically told him you can do clash and do clash for us, and then you can have some more time off. <laughs> so that's what we have here. Then Austin does come back on January twenty fifth on a tape show. So this is tape. So January fourteenth, we have a tape show all worldwide. So Austin's not doing much. He's just doing run ins really at this point. Not having a match. And the match that he gets involved in is between Ricky Steamboat and Larry Zabisco. Uh, Ricky Steamboat pins Larry Zabisco with the slingshot crossbody. After the match, Rick Rude, Steve Austin, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, they all run down. They attack Steamboat. Uh, Rude is about to whip Steamboat with a leather belt. So, man, this should be the fucking theme of the episode here, the leather belt. Maybe that'll be the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Everyone belt. gets beat with a belt. <laughs> a whipping. Anyway, so they're about to do the leather belt spot again until Sting runs in. Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Ron Simmons, they all come in. They're battling. They're on Worldwide Wrestling, January 25th, 1992. Also on January 25th, 1992, we have a show taped in Kansas City, Missouri. It was taped on January 22nd, 1992. So this is the night after Clash of the Champions. And this is World Championship Wrestling, the Saturday Night Show. What we had here was Dustin Rhodes defeating Arn Anderson, TV champion Arn Anderson, via DQ after seven minutes when Larry Zabisco interferes. After that match, Barry Windham runs in again, makes the save, fought off Steve Austin. Steve Austin came in, and Steve Austin gets repeatedly hit. Actually, no, Austin is attacking Barry Windham. And using Paulie's phone. 
I'll fucking oh, beat the hell out of them. The cordless? Yeah, the cordless phone. And then puts them in a, in a figure four. Yeah, so Austin comes, beats up Barry Windham with the phone, and then Barry Windham makes a comeback and puts Austin in the figure four. So they're building up a Windham-Austin feud here. There was supposed to be a match between Austin and Barry Windham coming up for the TV title. Also in Dangerous Alliance news here on this episode of World Championship Wrestling, you have the Steiners defeating Larry Zabisco and Bobby Eaton. Feed DQ. Bobby Eaton hits an Alabama jam on Scott as Scott had Zabisco covered. But of course, you know, the referee's not looking, so <laughs> that changes our. And Zabisco ends up winning with a double underhook. After the match, Rick Steiner chases Paula dangerously. And then that brings us to our, our final segment here, which is supposed to be Stunning Steve Austin versus Barry Windham. For the TV title that we heard about that was coming back on January 18th when they announced it on WCW Pro on WGN. So this is one of the matches that we fell victim of with YouTube and WWE, whatever they're doing, fucking just copying rid of a bunch of shit. Whatever the fuck it's called. Right. So we did have this match, and I was going to cover this match in detail. And I had you know, my timestamp and my link all set up for me to take the notes on it. And then I went to go you know, take the notes on it so I could do you know, full match coverage of it. And it's gone. So I couldn't watch it. I have some generic results to give you. you know, I want to give you more detail. But here it is. All right. So you know, first off, it's not even going to be versus Barry Windham anymore. <laughs> 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 Barry Windham was saying that he, he doesn't know if he's going to be cleared. To go against Stunning Steve for the TV title. So what ended up happening is we find out that Wyndham can't do the match. So now Dustin Rhodes wants a shot. So Medusa escorts Austin dangerously to the ring before the match. Prior to the match, Barry Wyndham is out in street clothes. He has his hand bandaged, says he, he hasn't been cleared to compete. And Dustin Rhodes comes out and he wants... He wants the shot, so he's asking Wyndham, you know, can I take your place? Can I take your place? Which is not fucking up to Wyndham. You know, should be up to the champion. It's like, no, you can't fucking just ask that guy to take the spot. It's like, how about, that guy can't wrestle, so my, I have a night off, fuckhead. <laughs> you know? But anyway, Paulie Dangerously does take exception to what Dustin Rhodes is saying. It's like, okay. Yeah, that that's not happening. You can You can wrestle. You know, Austin's ready. He's Austin. He's ready to wrestle here. But guess what? You're not going to get a shot at the yeah. title. Not for the belt, motherfucker. Right. You can wrestle him, but you're not getting the title shot. Maybe if you win, you get a title shot. Anyway, that's what happens here. And, of course, what happens? Steve Austin doesn't win. Of course. Yeah. The belt, it doesn't even matter at this point. What the fuck, man? This guy can't win. Can't win clean, and now he's going to be in a match against Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes is going to beat him by pinfall in five minutes with an inside cradle. Oof. Inside cradle, Dustin Rhodes is going to beat him. So, man, this story just continues on of Austin not being able to beat anybody. and you know, Can't have this match with Wyndham, so we get Dustin Rhodes popping out of nowhere challenging. Oh, and Dustin Rhodes beats him, but not for the title. 
So we still have Austin with the title. And this Austin has a long reign as TV champion. But man, what a shitty reign this has been as yeah, TV champion. Not a stronger reign for sure. Oh, it's horrible. It sucks. So Dustin Rhodes wins the match. And that wraps things up. And uh, I just got a little additional news to go over that I that I saw in the Observer. And okay. this is from uh, January 27th, 1992. And it's reported that Austin will be making his New Japan Wrestling debut on a tour from January 30th to February 12th, 1992. Okay, so we know he's just coming off injury. He's back. He's wrestled. He's been at Clash of Champions. He had this match here against Dustin Rhodes. So he's capable of wrestling at this point. But what we find out a couple weeks later, and it's reported in the Observer in the February 10th edition, is that WCW canceled Steve Austin's debut tour in New Japan. So they took him off the tour. And they said that you know, Austin just had knee injury and or a knee injury, so we're going to take him off. And Austin was supposed to go for the tag team titles against the, the IWGB GP champions. I don't know exactly who they were. I don't know these fucking names from the yeah. 1990s. <laughs> Killer bees. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a couple of Japanese guys. <laughs> yeah. And they they weren't standouts to me, so I don't, fuck it. You can look it up. But anyway, he was supposed to wrestle them with Steve Armstrong. They were supposed to be a team. And uh, that changed. So what happened was Armstrong ended up teaming up with Scott Norton. Oof. Instead of Austin. So Austin was taken off that tour. And that's that. So that wraps up January 1992 for stunning Steve Austin and the Dangerous Alliance. I thought it was fun stuff overall. You know, nothing nothing great. You know, but you know it's Just always building. nice to go back in Back in time to 1991, 92. Yeah. This era of WCW is fun to me. I always enjoy it. This is it. probably the most forgettable episode we've covered yet. Yeah, because nothing's Steve. happening. It's it? all slow build shit. Yeah. It's just more Dangerous Alliance feuding with you know the typical guys that we've mentioned. Steamboat, Dustin, Sting. Yeah. Barry Windham. Yeah. You know, and, and it's going to build, though, build though, to uh, February. When we get to February, we got Super Brawl coming up, and we'll have another match with Austin. It's going to be short. He doesn't have as many appearances in February, but there'll be a, there's some good stuff to cover. And that's what we're going to cover next time on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. We're going to just do another Stunning Steve this time. And we, we had said earlier in the episode that it's kind of like we've been doing like every other episode, Stunning Steve. Well, in this case, we're doing... Stunning Steve, back-to-back. Yep. And then our next episode, I'm pretty sure we're going to be at the episode for us to do our 316 special. So, I'm going to spoil it here. I haven't even talked to you about it yet, but you'll love it. And listeners will love it, too. And this is something that we did not cover on the Bottom Line Wrestling cast early on. Because early on, we weren't really in-depth with, like, every thing, you know, every episode that Austin was on, like like we eventually did get to. So there was something that kind of snuck through that we didn't cover. 
and it was Austin's appearance on WWF Saturday Morning Show Livewire. Now, this is back in 1996, October of 96. This is right around, like, Pillman and his feud with Bret Hart. So all this is going on. Austin's starting to come into his own as Austin, and he's at Livewire in the studio raising hell with Sonny and fucking Todd Pattengill. And it's a classic episode of Livewire, and we never even talked about it at all. So that's the plan. i got to make sure that we can get the episode, but I'm pretty sure we'll be able to get it. And we're going to just review that show. For the 316 special. WWE Livewire. Or WWF Livewire. So how's that sound, JV? Um, Do you remember that? I don't even remember that. Uh, no. Do you remember Livewire? No, I don't. Oh, Livewire was a show where... It was a Saturday morning, 10, 10, 10 o'clock show. Maybe if where... I see the logo. Well, the branding. It was yeah, Saturday it was like mornings? Light... Yeah. No, so it was kind of like a recap show of what happened on Raw and whatnot on Superstars and stuff. Yeah, but it would be live at the the studio, and people could call in or send emails, and the questions would be answered live. On TV. Yeah, this is sounding more okay. Yeah, this was on AOL too, right? Right, you could. Yeah, right, you could send in shit through AOL. Yeah, it was 1996. That's what most people were using, but. Austin comes in and raises hell. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that's that's the plan, and that'll be fun. That'll be a good one. And especially like just going over some of the non-Austin stuff, too, within that episode. You know, just a glimpse back at October of 1996. So I think that'll be fun. All right. So with that said, we're going to take a quick little break and wrap things up here in the bottom line wrap-up. So... Take a listen to our boy Alex talk about his podcast, Talking Taker, and we'll be right back. All right, bottom line cast listeners, this is Alex Dorio, one half of the Talking Taker podcast. And after nearly 200 episodes exploring every pay-per-view match of The Undertaker's career, along with my co-host Travis White, we just couldn't let the podcast rest in peace. So join us now on the first of every month as we dig even deeper into the legacy of the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame. From unearthing some rare and unreleased hidden gems to exploring Mark Calloway's career outside of the WWE to revisiting some favorite matches with collaborations with our friends of the show to movie reviews to Ministry of Darkness fantasy drafts. You just never know what we might come out of the grave with next. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Watch the full video versions on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Talking Taker. And as always, take her easy. All right, we're back now for the bottom line wrap up. And as I just mentioned before the break, we'll be back next time with episode 8 of Stunning Steve, and we're covering February 1992. Super Brawl 2 will be a main part of that show, and our watch-along portion of the episode will come from Super Brawl 2. Yeah, also, on in two weeks from then, will be our 316 special, which is what we were just talking about, 
possibly doing the live wire episode something that we neglected to talk about way back in the beginning yeah, of this podcast yeah. so that would have been within to episode two or three yeah so i was like racking my mind like what can we do for 316 like shit we never even talked about that live wire appearance that was fucking great and jv just take some time just search on youtube when you get a chance live wire stone cold Okay. And you'll see like the clips of him just interrupting being fucking wild. <laughs> like it's awesome. So obviously we'll cover that and everything else. So that's what we have coming up here, but let's give some plugs to our podcast pals. Of course, you just heard Alex talk about Talking Taker and you know how their podcast they've wrapped things up a while ago. It's already been like feels like it's been like two years since they've wrapped up and they're doing monthly episodes now. And this month, February they had a great episode that I've already checked out, listened to. And also, you can watch them on YouTube. All their all their episodes are now on YouTube as video formats as well. And this month, they covered the history of the casket match. Well, they broke down. It was a history lesson. They went through all the casket matches that wow. the Undertaker ever had, plus ones that he wasn't in. You know, and, and the latest ones, too, like some in AEW with Darby Allin. So, good shit there on Talking Taker, as always. And again, new episodes the first of every month. You can follow them on Twitter, <laughs> at Talking Taker. Also, check out Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Hardbody Hopper, and Doc Turner. As they come out with new episodes every Thursday night, covering WCW World Championship Wrestling, the Saturday night flagship show. Their latest episode just came out on Thursday, and it covered September 7th of 1991. So just a little bit back from where we are right now in covering Stunning Steve. So good stuff as always on Booking the Territory. You can follow them on Twitter as well at BTT underscore podcast. Also check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. New episodes every Friday. And at this point, they've they've concluded their their old format, which was, you know, to cover a wrestling review, have a topic to talk about. Now they've moved on to one of their projects that they had going on for a while, and that was the Canon, which is going through World Championship Wrestling, or championship, WWF Championship Wrestling. They started back in 83. They are now into 85. Actually, no, I think they started 82. Yeah, 82. Now they're in 85, and it's July 13th, 1985. And the Macho Man, Randy Savage, has just made his debut. And he's already going after Hulk Hogan. He's saying, Hulkamania sucks! <laughs> it's now Macho Madness! So the moment yeah. Savage arrives, he's shitting on Hogan already. It's great. Also, Joe Morano and Michael Quinn also have another show. Not wrestling-related, but it's worth checking out for anybody that's Listening to us, you'd be into the show. It's called Acid Washed Memories. It's a pop culture celebration. No, no, I started things. listening to one of the episodes. Which which one did you check out? Um, I think it was. Hold on. They had AOL. They did um, nope. Uh, CDs or something. Yeah, CDs. Are, that's their latest episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So episode five is the compact history of CDs. And then there was another one. They did AOL. They did video stores. It might have um, been AOL. 
They did the Cola Wars. No, I didn't do the. I remember you mentioned the Cola Wars, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't listen to that one. So it's five episodes. The second one was Nick at Night. No, I, th- I think it was the AOL one. AOL one. Now I didn't listen one. to it. I mean, yet, they're all good. Yeah, I got to finish uh, them. Those come out every Monday. This coming Monday, they're doing the Burger Wars, McDonald's versus Burger King. Clever. The history of that. So that'll be fun. So check them out. It's Acid Wash Memories in our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Okay, also, JV and I have another podcast, too. That's the Extreme ECW Livecast. And that is available on the Patreon $5 tier for Booking and Territory. So Booking and Territory is Patreon. And JV and I have been doing this for about four years already. And we are currently at... We do this... What we do is we watch ECW Hardcore TV two episodes at a time. Watch a long for, format. And we are currently into 1996. Our latest episode is February 13th and 20th, 1996. And those, like I said, are on a $5 tier. But we also have a free feed for the older episodes, which is about a year behind. So we're in March of 1995 on a free feed. Wherever you get your podcast, just search Extreme ECW Livecast, and you can get our episodes covering ECW from April 93 all the way to March of 1995. Our latest episodes were... ECW Hardcore TV 98 through 100. So two ways to listen there. You can listen to the older ones, or you can help out, give a $5 do- donation to Book in the Territory, and get our latest episodes every two weeks. All right, JV. Thanks again for being with me. It's always Thank fun. You. And thanks, you, thanks, listeners, for being part of this again. And... You know, we should be back in two weeks. Uh, maybe not, though, because you know we got some scheduling. JV's got some some places to go. Yes. JV's going to head out and have a good time. So we might be back in two weeks. Maybe not. We'll see. The, the plan is in two weeks. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I shouldn't be like, hey, maybe you'll have an episode. Maybe you won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the plan is two weeks, though. But, yeah, we should be back in two weeks. But we're gonna do an ECW episode too, so hey, yeah, we might we get the BTT thing, so right, might throw things off. Right, we right, we're gonna do a live stream on booking the territory the week that JV gets back. So yeah, there's a few things. So it might be delayed a little bit, but next episode will be Stunning Steve episode eight. And also, if you want to hear us, you want to hear our voices and hear what we have to talk about, then check out the ECW episode, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, as always. And please give us a five-star review if you're enjoying what you listen to. And give us a nice little write-up. And tell us what you think, what you like. I mean, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it. Okay. <laughs> thanks. And if you're listening at this point, then you probably you probably like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> JV, any final words? All right, guys. Thanks as always. We'll see you next time. So long. And that's the bottom line. As far as I'm concerned, this is over with, so get the hell out of here. <laughs>